Hi. Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last One's In Podcast. Hello, everybody. I am Jurai Archuleta, joined today by E. Hello. And the Robbie's back. Hey. We uh, found him. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually still here the whole time. We just didn't put a mic in front of him. We didn't notice. I mean, I just sit here the entire time, and eventually a mic comes to my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you say that. We would definitely still hear Robbie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just sat here quietly, like a good boy. He was just waiting his turn to speak. <laughs> Nobody ever said, hi, Robbie, so he just never talked. Yeah. That's, it's, like a, it's like a magical spell. We are all mute until Dariah tells us we can talk. That's yeah, why no one talks before. Yeah, it's, I found a genie when I was 10 years old, and that was my one wish, so... <laughs> Um, hi everybody. So today, the movie that we are going to be watching is, drumroll! Some fucking weird drum. <laughs> um, Cloverfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, E, you have not seen it, obviously. No. I've seen a parody that was on Mad. That's it. Uh, probably pretty close, honestly. No, uh, I <laughs> doubt it, unless this has Clifford the dog in it. Son of a bitch, it's right, it's exactly the same. <laughs> Damn it, they just aired Cloverfield with a different name. Uh, Robbie, when was the last time you've seen it? It's been a while. Um, since theaters? Nineteen. Not since theaters, because I never saw it in theaters, but it was one of those, like, uh, I think I watched it at a friend's house, like, probably like a year after it came out in theaters. No, when it was and on I, Netflix, probably. Yeah, and then whenever it was on Netflix, like, back in 2011, 2012, maybe. So, Netflix, so it's been like 10 years. I don't think Netflix had a digital distribution option in 2008 when it came out. No, not yet. So, uh, plus, I didn't have uh, Netflix until like 2011. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, 2008 is when this came out. Um, rated PG-13 for violence, terror, and disturbing images. It is also only an hour and 24 minutes long. Uh, less than that if you take out the credits. <laughs> On par with Steven Universe the movie, I think. Steven then. Universe Kinda. the movie might be longer. <laughs> actually nice um so yeah i guess i'm just gonna ask real quick here e what uh what do you know about it besides the mad thing with clifford the dog do you like know much to about be, it okay so to be fair i literally just remember that it was called clifford field on the mad t- <laughs> the thing i don't actually remember that sketch okay um uh i think it's like in like they're like in a bunker or something and like a kid escapes the bunker to see the outside world and then goes back into the bunker and is like, damn, I saw the world. Huh. Or something. And then, like, a UFO shoots everyone. Huh. Okay. Cool. So you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. That's like, weirdly enough, that's closer to the sequel. Yeah. Oh. Um, cool. This will be fun. Uh, and then know, Clifford the Big Red Dog shows up and destroys an entire city. <laughs> you, um, what's your, like, motion sickness threshold? Uh, how, how, like, bloomy is this movie? Bloomy? Yeah, like, the light situation. There's lights. But is it, like, bloom? <laughs> like, not really so much bloom. Like, what he's talking about is, like, the movie's film, like, the cameraman was drunk. I might puke. I'll stand okay. next to a trash can. Okay. Cool. Um, there were warnings at theaters from motion sickness on this. I might get motion sick. I'll let I'll let everyone listening know if I get motion sick since that now seem probably has piqued someone's interest. Yeah, Sam uh saw this in theaters and she had to stop watching because she got motion sick. Oh, and I feel like Sam's a lot better about motion sickness than I am. Sometimes it matters. It depends. Yeah, maybe. I, I I was like 
I I'm pretty bad in games a lot, especially watching games. Uh, an easy one to I Dry was showing me The Witness, and I think I got maybe an hour in before I told him I had to put the controller down because I was gonna puke. Yeah, that one's weird though, because like that's extremely vibrant and colorful, and it's yeah. not really like bobble, so it's kind of like you're kind of like flying through yeah. the world. It might. I know it's hard to say because like I also got motion sick playing Sonic Adventure DX. Well, I mean, I don't know if that was motion sickness or just like normal <laughs> Sonic <up>. sickness. There's <laughs> <laughs> a sickness of having to deal with a 3D Sonic game. Mm-hmm, yeah, I don't know. I still like enjoy DX as long as I'm only playing Sonic <laughs> <laughs> or Big the Cat. Because uh, I'm one of the few people, Big the Cat's just one of my favorite Sonic characters. <laughs> sure, why not? Do you ever play his fishing game? Yeah, I love his fishing game. Okay. I had the freaking McDonald's LCD Big the Cat fishing game as Wonder- a kid. Wonderful. Uh, okay, well, before we start talking about this movie... Wait, <laughs> well, I guess Robbie saw it. It's just Yeah, been Robbie's yeah. seen okay. it. Well, I, I seen assume it and... he remembers most of it, because it's pretty Yeah, memorable. I remember most of it. Um, like I said, I watched it whenever it first came out, and like a couple years later, whenever it was on Netflix... Uh, the only thing I was going to add to that is, like, I think out of everyone in this room, the only one who doesn't get motion sick is probably me. Yeah, because, like, with VR, I get pretty motion sick. Yeah. And, See, like, I don't I remember... get motion sick with VR, which is the weirdest thing. Huh. Because, yeah, like, my introduction to VR was a roller coaster uh, simulator on a phone. <laughs> okay, that might give me motion sickness. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, you can look around while it's moving. Like, what a cool concept. And then, like, we play VR on Sam's PlayStation and Dry has to puke and then like I'm playing it like yeah it's it's fun it's not quite as bad as like or you know mobile VR but it's it's cromulent it I mean, works there's a lot it depends in a lot of situations cuz like a lot of VR stuff I did test you're just standing right yeah. like I think it really depends on like how like the one that fucks with me the most is Arizona Sunshine um, after an hour of that game, I am fucking dripping sweat. Is that the one where you're, like, grinding on rails and, like, tagging stuff? No, you're shooting zombies, but you have to, like, walk around and do it. Oh. Uh, and you can't, like, walk around in VR, actually, because you don't have the fucking no. $5,000 dollars the treadmill. teleport thing, at least, or no? It does, but it's not the best way to get around, honestly. Um, so that one, after about an hour, I get real VR sweaty. Yeah. Uh, and then the one that made me actually fucking puke was that... Dying. Uh, yeah, until dawn. Until dawn. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. un- that sounds like d- an awful one to play in VR. Yeah. Right? So like, uh, their VR game for Until Dawn, uh, you're on a roller coaster and like it's you have a gun with you and you just like oh, so it's an on rail shooter yeah, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an on rail shooter <laughs> where you're on a yeah where you're just straight up on a roller coaster and like it starts off with like you're just like kind of slowly moving like um almost like one of those like haunted rides that you yeah. get at a ca- carnival. <laughs> Just and making then, like, me, like, imagine it's a small world, but with, like, the terribleness, like, the terrible re- gut-wrenchingness of Until Dawn. Yes. <laughs> kind of, actually, yeah. yeah. And you it, shoot stuff. No, it, it well, starts like, it's with... actually, like, little puppies, and they're like, oh, my God, they killed him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's legitimately that. But it starts off as that, and then, like, it eventually goes, like, actually, like, roller coaster, where it goes, like, up and down, and, like. Uh, that would probably. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that's just being on a roller coaster, yeah, that'd probably yeah. make most Yeah, yeah that one fucked me up. I think. I mean, obviously, early days of VR made a lot of people more sick because they didn't understand how to negate it. But I think a lot of people said Skyrim VR was, like, the worst about people getting sick. Yeah, because you, like, actually have to walk around. Yeah. It's a big old thing. and Yeah. Yeah. I mean, games like that are the reason why with VR they said, like, uh, if you're going to get motion sick with VR and you're not sure, like, try reading a book while a car is moving. And if you mm-hmm. can't do that, you cannot do VR. Yeah. That's a lie. I can't read a book in a car- moving car, but I can do VR. 
Gonna depend yeah. on the pe- person, I suppose. I, yeah. I'm gonna sue whoever said that. Actually, give me their name and address live on this podcast, <laughs> live on this recorded and edited podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but yeah. so you you remember it fairly well, then? I think I do. I'll let you know if like there's anything that like pops up. Like, oh, I don't remember that. Okay. So my first time watching it was the night uh, it came out at my sister's house on the computer. <laughs> Two nights after it premiered in theaters. In was a it less... a shitty phone recording on a flip phone? Uh, not a flip phone. It was an actual uh, DVI recording, I probably. <laughs> How did they get that in without getting, like, hit? I mean, it was at the time. Like, it was the thing to do. So. Sure. Um, or maybe I didn't watch it that way for legal purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe you know a friend speaking. who knows a friend who maybe could have seen it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Has a friend named Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's how I watched it for the first three times. Um, <laughs> it, it's an enjoyable film. I liked it quite a bit. Enough to watch it through a fucking DVI or whatever you Apparently, just said? Apparently, I was, what, 17 or something? Yeah, I was. Real dumb. I felt like I, when I was 17, I had better state. To be fair. When you were I, 17, it was much later. It was much later, and piracy <laughs> was much better. I mean, theoretically speaking. <laughs> theoretically, piracy is probably yeah. uh, gone up. I, of course, wouldn't know if uh, it's much easier to get a full recording of stuff days after it came out. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically. You wouldn't be able to know. Uh, anyway, before we start talking about this movie, Robbie, how's it been going? I mean, it's been going, like, I know it's, like, a whole lot of first world problems, but, like, this last week has just been, like, a train of, like, small inconveniences. Same. <laughs> Someone um, shot his car again. <laughs> now, another machine just melted at his place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the normal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, uh, I think part of it is because, like, at work, they're just like, oh, like, well, you're really good at doing this and this and this. How about you do all of it at the same time? For no increased pay. Exactly. What if you told them no? <laughs> Nah, that's silly. <laughs> well, if they told him to go home for the day. Great. Yeah. No, not great. You don't get paid for that. It's fine. Uh, but, like, to, like, show how boring my life is, though, I think, like, probably one of the more interesting things that did happen to me is, like, there was one day this week that, like, I realized that I had extra time before getting to work. So I was like, hey, like, I'm just going to go to Taco Bell and, like, get something to eat. And I went there, you know, got my food, got the sauces and everything, and, like, I... Brought it back home, and I was, I think I was watching One Punch Man or something while eating food. Uh-huh. And um, I, like, reached in there, and, like, I grabbed, the like, one of these three packages, and, like, just go ahead and feel those. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with these packages? Let me see here. That's... They're empty! Yeah, they are huh. factory-sealed packages that are empty. <laughs> they, like, this guy I, just didn't even try. <laughs> no! Well, the, I assume it was a machine that did this, actually. It was probably a machine, yeah. but I'm pretty sure the guy who was running the machine is just like, oh, they'll fill it up eventually, and just kept on going. <laughs> but like, I was really curious when I just saw Robbie slowly grabbing stuff from his yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah like, I get, got these, and like, I wasn't even mad about it. it was just I feel like I have a collector's item in my hand almost. because Just next week on eBay, you see sealed nothing <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> from it's, Taco Bell. Yeah, it, it's... Taco Bell factory air that they gave me for the thing. And then, like, Mm-mm. last night at work, uh, I was, like, at a point where, like, I didn't want to go anywhere for lunch. And so I was just going to grab something from the vending machine. And you can tell that you're just kind of desperate if you're getting uh, <laughs> a hot pocket from a vending no, machine. No, worse. Uh, a cold I got, pocket from a vending machine. Uh, pizza, like, the, the little pizza pockets. Yeah. 
Like they had those in the vending machines. Just one at a time, twenty five cents. <laughs> no, it, it, it was like a pa- the thing is they're unsealed, just like one singular pizza well, roll. Like, so like the thing about it is like there's a card reader on there at work, or for like our vending machines at work, because you know yeah, yeah, yeah. modern yeah. technology and like. But for some reason it was offline, so I had to go down to the gas station and like buy something and get money for it and put a five dollar bill so I can get two dollars. Wait, was there nothing in the gas station worth buying to eat? No. <laughs> I got something to drink. <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I just like, my, it's like, oh, you know, I just went to McDonald's real quick to pick up some change and then I came back. <laughs> no, I will say, like, I went to the gas station, like, earlier that day, but, like, so that way I would actually have money because the card reader's been offline. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, like, earlier that day I got coffee. With, like, I didn't feel like going anywhere for lunch, so I, I decided I was going to get, like I said, those little pizza pockets there yeah. in the container. Like, I put a $5 bill in the vending machine, and first of all, it gave me change in dimes. So I just had $3 <laughs> worth of dimes, like, in my pocket. I'm like, okay, fine, I guess. But, like, the thing about it that, like, really, like, grinded my gears about this whole situation, because, like, it was just a, a whole bunch of, like, okay, it's fine, it's whatever. Like, leading up to this, I went to, like, open up the door or at the bottom of the vending machine to, like, grab the pizza pockets. And it has this anti-theft mechanism to where, like, when you open up the door, like, there's these two other closing doors that are that, like, close off so you don't try to, like, stick your arm in there and, like, get free food. Uh, They had one of those. The package for the actual pizza pockets was so big that it got stuck between those two (laughs) doors. So I couldn't open the goddamn door to get my food, uh, get my $2 worth of pizza pockets so that way I can just eat something for lunch. (laughs) Like, literally anything. I'm at the point that I'm microwaving pizza pockets from a vending machine with $3 worth of dimes in my pocket. So, so ain't that so, ain't that just the real kicker? They bought they gave employees food and you can't actually get the food. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like it's almost the same thing as like if someone went to go grab something and then like they just like held on to yeah. it tighter whenever you're trying to pull it from your hands and it was one of those situations and so like nine o'clock at night during my lunch break, I'm like ripping foam out of the little thing at the bottom of the vending machine because it had like a little foam cushion at the bottom of it. <laughs> So, like, I'm ripping that out of the bottom of the thing so I can actually, like, pull these pizza pockets out. And, like, I basically just end up, like, pulling out, like, a half-ripped open box of pizza pockets. <laughs> They're just, like, scattered on the floor. Robbie's just picking them up one by one. I, Luckily, only... it wasn't that bad, but I was almost at that point. The only thing that would really add to this is if the machine didn't take dimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it does. The sad thing is I can't test it anymore because I didn't want to have $3 worth of dimes because, like, I just have, like, one of those little, uh, like, you know, like, whenever you get something from a quarter machine, it comes, like, those little plastic containers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have that to carry my, I have one of those to carry my change, and, like, that was full because I had $3 worth of dimes. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, like, before I came here to the podcast, I went to a gas station. and I bought. You found another vending machine. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, this one took dimes, but only after you put it in there for the fourth time. (laughs) No, I went to the gas station and, like, I bought the Snapple that I'm drinking right now. I'm just like, can I pay you in change? And, like, just had to deal with someone who was probably also having a bad day. Just like, I guess. So you counted out 23 dimes. <laughs> counted out a bunch of dimes. Oh, I got this and I got some Sour Patch Kids. It was, like, $4 because gas station prices. But of course. But paid for that in pennies and dimes before I came here today. God. Good. So Good. I made my minor inconveniences a little bit better by giving someone else a minor inconvenience. Nice. Oh, man. But yeah, it, it's just been stuff like that, like this whole week. <laughs> All right. So Robbie had to fight a vending machine. Yeah, I had to fight a vending machine. Just like, just give me that goddamn pizza pockets. And he arguably lost. <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah. so, actually. 
I mean, the fact that I had to rip foam out of the bottom of a vending machine in order to get pizza pockets, probably. I I feel like you're gonna get a call later this later next week. It's okay. I put it back in the vending machine. <laughs> oh, okay. No, just like they're like, okay, we were like looking on the cameras, and you're like destroying our vending machine. What's that about? We're gonna need you to pay us back, but if you could do it in dimes, that would be. Great. <laughs> we really only accept dimes here. Oh my god. Uh, cool. All right. Hey, how are things going for you? Uh, pretty great. I got a new job. What? You got the congrats. Yeah, I got it. I I interviewed and then was hired immediately after the interview. Basically, dope. Yeah. So um, I am gonna make seven more dollars an hour. Damn. A little bit of an improvement, you know. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it it will be working from home, and I'm gonna actually use my degree now. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> that makes you sixty percent better than the rest of college graduates, since none of them actually use their. <laughs> I degrees. barely did for it. I didn't get the job because I had a degree. I one of my college buddies hooked me up with it, which is arguably the real reason to go to college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that's what they say for like the either like you know game design degrees or music degrees or art degrees. You're not so much going there to like learn how to do it as much as you're there to like kind of learn how to. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Connect. Network. Yeah, to network with people. Connect. <laughs> You're technically right. You're technically right. To but Microsoft, it just feels such like a robotic r- r- answer to it. No, no, it's with a KI. So the Microsoft Connect. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Those things are actually kind of expensive now. They're super expensive. They're weird technology. Which is, yeah, which sucks because they're not great. No. <laughs> no. They never were great, but. No. But yeah, great. Good job. Yeah, Um, it was fun setting up for that because, like, it was. Uh, I'm a game designer, as we said. Uh, so I I made a little program to show off what I could do, and uh, it's a, it's a little thing where you can grab a ball and throw it to a dog to fetch. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually were quite impressed by it. Oh really? And like even like the guy who hooked me up, like I was like, yeah, I just like threw this together in the weekend since you told me. I was like, that's actually kind of impressive. <laughs> like, nice. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, gonna be gonna be working on VR stuff. Nice. Which will be interesting. How much harder is it to code VR than not? Uh. From what I looked at, it's the exact same, basically. Oh, okay. You just got to know what uh, library to use. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, it's, I mean, it's like in real life how, you know, you go to a library to find books. That's how it works with coding. It's just oh. like, oh, yeah, let me do the VR library, and then it's all the books of VR. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, well, simple. yeah, I was going to say, I feel like coding is probably the same for VR. It's just uh, the actual hardware inside the VR headset that, is different because, like, you know, the motion sensors inside of it just basically become yeah. the mouse or the, you know, thumbsticks. Yeah, it's basically just changing what you take for the input, and the rest seems basically the same. Okay. So, Did they provide you with... Uh... They will. Nice. Um. So, yeah. Uh, so, you're also getting a VR headset, then. I'm not... I'm going to say I don't it. think <laughs> I can use it for recreational. I don't know Totally yours know, to use for but... 100% of whatever you want to use it for. Honestly, <laughs> I got my taxes back, and I was thinking of just getting a VR headset in general to mess around with but, i'm um, actually at that same point right now because like i was looking into things to get with my tax returns and i'm <laughs> in between getting a 3d printer which actually is what uh works for like what i do for a living or v like a vr headset or the 3d printer like yeah. i don't know which one to get i get to justify it to myself by saying maybe i'll make vr games one day <laughs> <laughs> cool but yeah so very nice that was a lot of fun and then just general working on my game uh I figured out one of the issues I've been having since the start of my game dev career can be solved by switching one little setting. 
it was a thing just ui scaling it always scaled weird in unity the program i use yeah oh uh, there's just a function to have it scale with screen size <laughs> good so, that was great so you just like, fixed your like biggest problem yeah, yeah. good oh good. yeah if so you just go fun. to this tab right here and press f5 it'll f- solve all your problems you've been having for the past year and that a half. is that is just straight up game dev sometimes <laughs> honestly good and then like looking through old code i'm like wait why this is just deleted why do i even still have it here <laughs> but, uh, just yeah game dev life and i'll soon be leaving my current job which uh Dries had me complain many times about yeah yeah you have uh but you got free food yeah kind sometimes of, kind yeah of. <laughs> you never had to wrestle a vending machine with dimes in your hand to get pizza pockets <laughs> we don't have a vending machine we don't have that luxury <laughs> Uh, well, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I had a bad week for car things. Oh, that's always great. So, like, we've been getting like a lot of snowstorms in this area lately. Yeah. yeah, I think we have like one more set for the season. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We need new tires for the car anyway. Let's just do it. Let's get new. Let's get new tires. Let's order these tires. Let's have them put them on. And they put old tires on. Oh no. <laughs> uh, no. Um, it was gonna be like four eighty. It's like okay, that's that's reasonable to get them and get like get inspected and stuff like that They're like hey actually we don't have those tires but we have these other ones that are like a little more expensive it's like okay well we're already there let's just do the tire thing it's like all right so it's gonna be 780 dollars now okay that's a lot more for for tires but we need the tires let's do the tire thing and i'm there for three hours i'm waiting and he's like so we would love to change your tires and check the rotation on them uh but the tire rods are fucked, guy. So you need new tire rods or else we can't do anything. It's like, okay, cool. How much for the tire rods? He's like, well, you're lucky. We got them in, so we don't have to like, charge you for shipping or anything like that. It's going to be $350 more on your bill. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Cool. I guess I guess do the tire rod thing. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, we can't finish that today, though. So come back tomorrow and we'll have it for you. Like, Great. Yeah, I'll just come back tomorrow. Just walk home for this place that I drove here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, it costs like seven hundred dollars more than we wanted it to originally. Mm-hmm. Um, car drives great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the only upside. Car drives great now. I hate cars so much. Yeah. I also learned that for our car, you take off the entire fucking bumper to change the light. Yeah. So I've learned how to take bumpers Jesus. off last week too, of cars. So I just know how to do that now. So that's fun. I hate cars. That sounds like a fun recreational thing to de-stress. Take off bumpers? Yeah. yeah I'm just going to be walking around town <laughs> taking off bumpers now. I learned a skill. I have to use it. <laughs> it's really easy to take off these car bumpers if you have this handy dandy crowbar with me. <laughs> so I'm just like, what are you doing? Oh, uh, it looked like the bumper was too good. So I just, I wanted to make it not good anymore. Uh, I'm the Riddler now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other joke, speaking of the Riddler, the other joke I was going to make was from that movie The Mask, uh, wherever he walks into that car shop and it's like, your, uh, your radiator shot, and you need a new transmission. What? All I wanted was an oil change. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about that right. Happens sometimes. Um, uh, but yeah, that uh, that's my week. Nice. I spent my week in a nutshell. Uh, Cloverfield, two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, Cloverfield, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, no, no, this would be a very different movie if it was made in ninety eight. <laughs> very different. Um. There is also the pseudo sequel. Yeah, 19, Cloverfield Avenue 72. Ten, Clover, Ten Cloverfield yeah. Lane. And there is also the other pseudo sequel, Cloverfield Eleven Paradox. Cloverfield <laughs> <Lane>. <laughs> um, there was a movie that was almost a Cloverfield spinoff 
uh, that ended up going with the title of Overlord and not being included into the Cloverfield. That was going to be part of Cloverfield? Yeah, they were going to put a couple things in there and make it Cloverfield. And then there's the Cloverfield I mean, television series. Uh, that was canceled. Yeah. Uh, there is a prequel uh, manga, though, Ooh. and they are currently working And a Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> they are currently working on a direct sequel to this Cloverfield right now. Hmm. Uh, which I'm... No matter what they do with it, will not have the mystique and the fun of the original. Right. Because of how the first one was What if they just never announce it's going to come out and they just release it one day without any prior announcement? That would be cool. (laughs) If they just put it on the internet and it's like, oh shit, Cloverfield 2's here, just fucking frog fractions. You you remember when Lego Movie 2 came out and all the the advertisements were the first Lego movie? The entire one, yeah, was your pre-roll. What if they just did that, like random ads were just Cloverfield 2? That would be so good. <laughs> we were like, what? Genuinely, with the with the era we live in, TikTok and YouTube, you could advertise Cloverfield 2 so well now. You you can watch Cloverfield 2, but you have to watch it in tic- in all the TikTok <laughs> segments. It, no. it, it's two minutes, right, Robbie? Oh, for uh, TikTok? Yeah, what's yeah. the TikTok limit? You're the uh, TikTok The guy. TikTok limit's three minutes. Yeah, so you have to watch it in three-minute segments. And you kind of like, can't skip around on a TikTok, can you? No. No. Uh, it's Fuck one of those that. like it, there's been a handful of times where like I couldn't hear exactly what the person was saying, so I just had to listen to the entire TikTok over and over again to get like this little fragment of a part. Nope. You just comment um, like, "Hey, what did they say at like probably a minute something?" Yeah, just <laughs> somebody has to know. But honestly, it could work. I'm trying to remember what there was a horror movie that was actually advertised on Omegle out of all places and weird. Yeah, like was what, it? It was actually really genius the way that they did it too, because what it was is like they had a girl and like she was like dancing real sexy and, like, starting to, like, take off her top and everything. And all of a sudden, like, her eyes just turn white and her jaw, like, becomes, like, super slack and, like, becomes, like, too big and starts, like, doing that horror scream thing. And then it did the thing. It did, like, the thing. It was, like, for The Conjuring 2 or something like that. Or Grave Encounters, maybe? Because that sounds like Grave Encounters to me. It wasn't. Well, yeah, it was very uh, reminiscent of, like, Grave Encounters 2 with that one monster with the jaw that goes, like, all, yeah. Um... Yeah, like, they did that on, like, you know, because on Omega, you just, like, click from, like, one person to the other yeah. to the other kind of thing. And, like, one of them that they click on, just like, oh, this seems kind of interesting. And then they start turning into a demon right in front of you. And then you That's realize, fun, oh, actually. I'm watching an advertisement. Way better than what you'd normally see, which is a right. dick. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I remember, like, someone, like, had, like, a prank one similar to that. And they were like, this was fun, but we're never going to do it because we just saw, like, 80 dicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... And they're That's like, what's we just never want to see a dick again. <laughs> I've seen too many dicks. I can't look at elephants the same. Uh, <laughs> I can't even hire a private detective anymore. <laughs> can't eat a sub sandwich anymore. <laughs> I'm good with hot, hot dogs, dog. strangely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the way that this movie was advertised, I think, is part of also what makes it so much fun. Uh, it was a completely online advertising campaign for the most part. Yeah, they had- That's pretty neat. Uh, it's something that I learned about like years later because like at the time we were living in a little podunk town and internet wasn't really like a huge thing and so yeah you guys years... had dial up and you watched Homestar Runner on it yes actually yeah. and it would take thirty minutes to like load in that thirty second clip of Homestar Runner yeah um but yeah like there's a whole ARG attached to it and everything mm-hmm. yeah one of the most fun aspects for it for me is all the characters in the movie they created MySpace pages for them all <laughs> and just had them use it like a MySpace page like in their character huh. Up until the day of release where they stopped posting. Uh-huh. For reasons, obviously. Um, I'm going to assume the female character had, like, s- twice as many followers as any of the male characters. Probably. probably. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was, like, very much of, like, 
almost a prequel story of like what was about to be happening in the movie because they're like talking about like what they're going to be doing for the next week and stuff like that on the posts and like very weird stuff and like they had a whole Cloverfield movie website that had a different name at the time they ended up having to change the Cloverfield movie to make it more obvious for advertising um that like was, was about like called hamsterdance.com <laughs> close no uh, i think it was like slusho cuz there's like a whole slusho brand thing with uh-huh. them um where it was like articles and like weird videos and stuff like that of like things happening and like government's like trying to cover something up and stuff like that so like really cool honestly advertising to like get the word out on this thing yeah, yeah. um and nobody knew what this movie was going to be about until it came out mm. because it didn't show what it was about uh i'm gonna read the back of the box here it's not too spoilery this time uh no the this back movie of the box. is one hour 24 minutes long <laughs> and was directed by it may as well be that uh even the even the box everything on here is completely spoiler free you could not tell what this movie is about green. unless you knew uh here's the back of the box from visionary producer jj abrams and director matt reeves comes the worldwide sensation of non-stop terror and suspense everyone is talking about that's it yeah, <laughs> it's just, but, hey, it's the movie made by Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even that, I remember, uh, like, even seeing YouTube videos of, like, people taking the promotional material, like, the posters and all this other stuff, and, like, like they'd mirror it and invert it and do all this other crazy stuff to be like, hey, like, there's a hint here. There's, like, a clue here. There's a clue here. And, like, they had, like, basically telling people to try to figure it out. Yeah. Actually, that makes me ask, is that stuff from the marketing well-documented? It is. Okay. It is. There's a bunch of sites that have it on there. Um, from what I understand, the MySpace profiles still exist, but their blogs are gone. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, they exist still in some sort of weird corporate thing, but there's nothing kinda on like, there anymore. Kind of like how the original Space Jam website still exists. Yeah, like it's still a thing, but that it's not like... That one's like an asterisk yeah. on it now, too, because like if you use it, it directs you to the Space Jam 2 website, but there is still a thing to go back to the original Space Jam right. website. Which, there people would be so mad if you couldn't go to the original Space Jam website that, anymore because it's like would. it's like the best thing to see what the internet used yeah, to look like. That is a good time capsule of internet 1.0. Yeah, but like if you followed all of that stuff, all the people looked at all the websites, like played the AR- ARG because mm-hmm. uh, it was a really good one actually. Yeah. Um, then you would have a decent idea of what you were about to walk into in the theater. But I don't think people still understood what it was. It was a phenomenon when it came out, because it was fucking crazy what it was. Someone's like, I thought this was going to be like an Irish movie. (laughs) (laughs) And literally nobody had any idea what this movie was going to be. Like, it was super vague. Like, if you watch a trailer of it when it first came out, you'd have still have no idea what the fuck the movie's about. Yeah, so even the first teaser up until the, I think it was a month before it came out, the teaser trailer that they had didn't even say the name of the movie. Neat. It was just footage, and then it would go to the next trailer. Yeah, basically all people knew was, hey, J.J. Abrams making a found footage movie. About what? Good question. Not even that. It wouldn't, there was no, uh, nothing assigned to it. It just looked like some fucking footage that was there and then would go to the next trailer. Could you imagine, like, in OA, you're watching a trailer for a movie, then it cuts that, and you're not sure if it's the same movie or not? Because it doesn't tell you. Yeah, that was kind of the whole idea of it, too, though. Um, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of an 08 movie to, like, to make the joke properly. Yeah, but, but like, like, it wasn't until like a month before um, that they made a different trailer and actually put a name attached to it. Because mm-hmm. um, it was super secretive. Like That's what he wanted. He wanted it to be a super secretive thing. He wanted it to shock people. Um, so we'll see if it does that today. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about it, so that's, your, that's, your, that's kind of your bread and butter. Yeah, that's what the thing is. That's the yeah. show. 
Uh, so yeah, I say. Uh, oh right, if people want to watch it with us, I forgot that. Yeah, is it, is um, it on a streaming service? Yes, it's on is Hulu it on and YouTube with the super premium packages, like the super XL cable ones, and then it's on HBO Max. Okay. Uh, and then you can rent it for two ninety nine and up from Vudu, YouTube, Google Play, and Amazon. Um, also, we will be watching the 4K of it, which isn't actually 4K because the cameras they were using were limited to 1080p. Um, so it's just so all upscaled? It is upscaled, but Ooh. it's in HDR, so we'll have a better color palette at the very least. Okay. I mean, that was one thing, like, there's, without revealing too much, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that are just very gray. The movie is extremely gray for the most part. Sure? Yeah. It looks pretty green from the box. Well, you'll see. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. That's uh, the clovers. <laughs> uh, I say let's go watch this and see what he has to say about it. Yay. All right, we'll be right back. Wait to get sick. <laughs> yeah, me too. And we are back from watching 2008's Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess let's just jump right into it. Uh, e. Yep, the question everyone was wondering. No, I did not get motion sick watching this. No, you did. No, it's good. I did have to look away for certain scene, scene, scenes, but that was for a completely unrelated reason. That was not motion sickness related. <laughs> no. Um, I'm watching it again because it's been a while since I have seen it. Honestly, um, I'm surprised they got away with as much as they did for being PG-13. This is PG-13? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What? For violence, terror, and disturbing images. Oh, yeah. We forgot to say that earlier, dude. No, we? I did it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did yeah. the thing. My bad. <laughs> I guess I just blanked out on that. <laughs> you looked at um, it and went, hey, it's only an hour and 24 minutes. Hot yeah, dog. Yeah, I was like, I was riding that high. It's like an hour and 10 without the credits. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, general thoughts. Uh, I do think this is quite good. Like, I think... One of my issues with it is arguably just it's a little dated in the CGI, CG wise. Yeah. Um. I guess you could you could decide if this is too spoilery, but I I'm not in love with the main monster design myself. Um. I think it's like just kind of one of those. It's like a dime a dozen kind of design. I personally really like the monster. Um. We'll talk about that in a little more. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk about that though. later. Um, characters work for what they are. Uh, the one like there's reasons why they're not super in depth, obviously. Right. So I can't fault the movie for that. I think I am actually quite engaged with the system of storytelling here, like it being found footage, but it's like it's such a different kind of found footage than most found footage stuff, I would say. It actually feels like it was found footage. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> like especially, like it was a little bit of its own, one of the faults for a lot of people, but like the shaky cam does really add to it being like, and it's, it doesn't, I guess the main thing is it doesn't feel like fake shaky cam. I don't know if it is or not. Um, Some of it is, so TJ Miller, who is the voice behind the camera throughout the whole thing, his big mm-hmm. role here. There were some scenes where they did have him hold the camera and do everything. Um, but I think it was like 80% of the movie was filmed by actual cameramen, uh-huh. which they had to end up doing a lot of retakes for uh, because they'd watch it and be like, actually, this looks too good. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looks too in frame, like it's too steady, like we need you to shake around, like we yeah. need you to forget It feels like you actually learned. were trained to hold it still while you were doing this. Yeah, we need you to fuck yeah. this up. But like, <laughs> they didn't like digitally add shaky cam later then? There is some a lot of post-processing, actually. Oh. There's a lot of post-effects in this. Like, a lot of these uh, night shots were actually shot like mid-afternoon. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it looks very good for a lot of that yeah. kind of stuff, actually. Yeah. And one thing I was going to say, like, whenever I first watched this movie, like I said, it was on a 13-inch CRT, so it felt like handicam footage whenever I watched it, but it's because it's on a not not a very good TV. Right. That's because uh, the table you had the TV set on actually had a loose uh, leg. <laughs> so. And it didn't help to put my sound system underneath the table, so every <laughs> single time like a bass drop happened, it would just shake the entire TV. And... <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I think in some ways this movie feels super 2008, but in a lot of ways it kind of doesn't. Like, it kind of feels timeless if you took out some of the hyper-specific technology. Yeah. One yeah. thing I will say, you can definitely tell this is off the heels of the terrorist panic. Yes, Especially absolutely. in yeah. a lot of the imagery they decide to go with. They specifically, watching all the behind-the-scenes stuff, specifically went for um, that exact feeling of 9-11, if you've seen any of like, the videos from that on like YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally used that as research. Uh, one of the actors... Um, was like, yeah, I uh, I went on YouTube and I just watched a bunch of that so I could like get the feeling of like what it was we were experiencing, and they they used what was happening on that day for a lot of what they're gonna do for the effects of buildings and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, very much going for that feeling. Yeah. So like, that's just one of the things that makes it feel slightly dated is just we're kind of far enough from nine eleven nowadays. Like on my first viewing, I don't like that doesn't impact me as much as it probably would have. At the time for people. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's fair. Like, I can't fault the movie for wanting to be that because, like, it was still kind of a time of unease. I forget. It it really was. was. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really was, honestly. Um, Now it's different unease. Now it's different war that we're worried about. It's good stuff. Um, But, like, in generally enjoyed it. Yeah. I would say it's very enjoyable. Um, Only, like, I'll get into like what worked and didn't for me, but like I I think this as a whole worked, and I never felt like too out of it. Okay, uh, Robbie, how's it hold with your memories of it? Better, or worse? It's been on par. Um, I feel like some of the problems I had with it when I first watched that movie are still prevalent today. Okay. Um, there are definitely some cliches of found footage film that are done in this. Um, that you know were before. Some of them are because of this movie that it became cliche. Um, honestly, I really love the monster design. I think my biggest problem is there's not enough of it, which I've told people around that time too, is like, there's not enough of that. Uh, I think still probably one of my, I I mean, you might agree with me on this one too, but I think one of my biggest problems of it is probably just TJ Miller. (laughs) I, I mean, he's of a, he's of a taste. I know. Well, it's not even like him in particular, just like his role in this film and like, being the voice behind the camera, sometimes it's just too much. But we'll, we'll get into that when we yeah, get we'll more talk spoilery about stuff. I I, um, I would agree with you that he yeah. gets a little too much sometimes. But yeah, that's kind of TJ Miller. Yeah, <laughs> but like I said, that's probably one of my biggest concerns. That and like I said, there's like I felt like there should have been more monster in the movie, mm. which some people will disagree with me with that. Like you know, it, it's just a personal opinion on that one. Um, it, it is still arguably one of the greatest found footage films ever made. 
But I would I would actually agree with that. I think it's pro. I think it's easily top five found footage yeah. films ever made. Actually, that's a, like I'm not gonna say it's the best, but I know it's one of, one of the best. And like still, people still talk about it today, which shows like the impact it had when it first came out. I can but, honestly like, only think of two found footage films. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen way too many found footage. Films. I, I I can think um, of this in Blair Witch. Does uh, what's the camera one? <laughs> the camera one. Sorry, the one with the uh, home cameras. Ghostland. Oh uh, no, he's talking about uh, paranormal activities. Yeah, Ghostland. Oh, uh, yeah, those could be conserved. Okay, footage, so yeah. three then. Yeah, not there's including sequels, obviously. There's <laughs> they're all they're oh, all the same idea. Yeah, like actually, almost all the same. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what. But like, there's like three found footage movies I could think of. So I guess yeah, it would be in my top five found footage. Yeah, as well. there yeah. you go. Maybe that's but what I'll show you. This I think year. there's a bunch of found footage. Movies. I don't think you would enjoy that, and I think I'd enjoy it less. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. That being said, being one of the greatest found footage films, especially considering it's so different from a lot of other found footage films, there are still problems with it. But all in all, I'd still say it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I I will disagree with you on the monster thing. I think <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah, no, I disagree entirely. Uh, I think it's actually garbage. I don't know why I showed it to you guys. No. Um, I think that the amount of monster they showed is almost too much, actually. I, I honestly would say it might be too much. But um, I That might just be for uh, the fact of I'm watching this for the first time in 2022 right you have the 2022 perspective of like where cg is now whereas like my mind is still like yeah this looks fine for 2008 like this looks great um like i don't have modern sensibility standards to like put it up to because i just remember the main issue is just like again like i don't have the context of that because yeah if you like i would say the first movie i think i watched that had like a lot of cg stuff might have been avengers because i just didn't watch a lot of movies prior to that I mean, I I guarantee you, I've seen movies that use CG. Prior well, yeah, to that, absolutely, obviously. But like, that's the first one, like the big one I can think of that like that was like a lot. I would, I mean, I think Avengers and like Iron Man is kind of a lot, and that was only two thousand nine was the first Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, okay, so this, this actually isn't that far off of when yeah. it aired. No. It's Avengers was chronologically putting movies together is weird sometimes. But well, like yeah. I guess a good example of something like that too would be like um. I guess I should say, like, the first Hulk movie, the one that's, like, technically not in the... The one that's not the, canon, yeah. Yeah, the Ang Lee <laughs> one. I remember whenever that movie first came out, because that was 2005, 2006? 2006, I want to say. Yeah, like, I remember whenever I first saw that movie, I thought, like, he almost looked real, in my opinion, when I first saw it in theaters. Yeah, and, and so then whenever I saw, now. Yeah, and then watching it now, I can see, like, yeah, this is definitely just, like, kind of jank, but... Yeah, watching it now, you're like, man, PlayStation 3 had some interesting graphics. <laughs> kind of, yeah, and yeah. then, like... Seeing this movie, like, I still think today, like, for being in 2008, like, it was stunning yeah. to see it back in the day. I'm, yeah. What? I will say, when I talk about the CG, I mostly am referring to the monsters themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. the additive stuff done to the actual environment are done really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that stuff is. Uh, honestly, like, looking at it in the upscaled 4K version, I think the jankiest thing, which they probably saw it back in 2008, when I'm like, you know what? No one's going to pay attention. It's fine. And Eve looked away for this, so he didn't notice. But like when they're on the roof, uh, that was like the jankiest of the CGI for that one. But it was dark, so like seeing it upscaled, I realized like, oh, the dark is literally just put gray right there on the wall where it's supposed to be the city skyline. Kind of. Some of that stuff was like, because this was not in the age of like just build a whole green set. So like, yeah, the roof scene was a lot of like big green set kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
there was a lot of and blue you can tell like yeah well. there, I was gonna say there was a, some blue screen stuff you can tell where they actually like were doing stuff on city streets and like they just kind of like painted up a city street to look like it was destroyed and so on and so forth like you can tell like where there was like practical effects compared to CGI effects I I think you would be shocked about how much of it is actually on a set I think you'd Maybe. be very very shocked about that almost all of the stuff on the streets is a set half set it's almost half set entirely um there's only maybe about five minutes of this movie that's actually shot in New York. Hmm. Uh, a lot of it is L.A. It's two streets specifically in L.A. that they used. Yeah. So if you live near those streets, this probably would have been kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, nobody knew what it was when it came out. Which was no, like, no, I mean like watching the movie. And, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recognize the streets. Like, like, oh, yeah, wa- New York, huh? They just keep walking by this same bodega that I live across from. It's really weird. I wonder if the cat's still there. I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like a surprising amount of it is actually sets, actually, and uh, lots, um, like lots of what? Yeah, <laughs> no, like a lot, yeah. not a lot. Well, of... that's what I'm saying. God like, damn like, it. I guess a good, <laughs> a good example of that is like the scene where we're, like, um, basically the monster like swept through and like there's like dust everywhere and everything like that. You can tell that like what was on the street, like the cars and the people and everything like that, and the buildings beside them, all of that was like practical effects mm-hmm. compared to like the pa- like some of the CGI paper yeah, that's paper falling down yeah, or yeah. like some of the <laughs> stuff that's on fire in the background is CGI compared to like what's actually practical effects. Well, did you know all the fire was real? They just set cars on fire. No, most of the fire was not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really dangerous to work with fire actually. So, uh, what? I know. Uh, also, it's impressive how that they made this movie for like 25 million. Really? Yeah. And they had like huh. 35 days to shoot the whole thing. I'm going to assume most of that budget went to the monster. A lot of it was CG, yeah, because, yeah, like I said, all of the actors, like I told you guys before recording, but yeah. almost all of the actors in this were completely unknowns. Um, T.J. Miller, in fact, uh, this was pretty much everybody's jumping off point, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, like T.J. Miller, Lizzie Kaplan. Um, the guy who plays yeah. Juice in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh, his name. The person who was... I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna pull up a list of the names of the people for this movie so we can actually yeah. so like you know that guy over yeah. there yeah but while while we wait can, go ahead and continue your thoughts Jiraiya. I don't know what I was talking about uh <laughs> well you, you you just got we took you off of the track pretty early there um yeah I feel like there should have been less monster honestly because here's the thing with this movie uh, I'm gonna say spoilers from here on out because okay. it's gonna be hard to I don't want to talk about this movie chronologically yeah uh it's because no reason to yeah there really isn't um. Here's chronological. Uh, going away party, monster. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason why I like this movie so, so, so much, and it's something that I've not seen any other movie do still to this day, is that what if we followed some... What if we? What if Godzilla, but we followed the people? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why this is so cool to me. <laughs> I think there are some Godzillas like that. There are, yeah. but they are not nearly as effective at capturing the horror of oh, it. Oh, I, I mean, they're probably, like, mid-middle era Godzillas, not like... Yeah, they're yeah. ones where there's, like, chase scenes on bikes and kung fu. Yeah, like, there's a bunch of Godzillas And Godzilla's like on the bike. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I think whenever most people think of Godzilla, but it's following the people mostly, they think of, like, 1999's Godzilla. Maybe. Or the, what was it, 2011, 2013, something like that, Godzilla? I just remember that one because everyone was like, there's no Godzilla in this Godzilla movie. There was no Godzilla, <laughs> which was almost fine if the acting was good by the people, which it wasn't. You say it's almost fine. I would be super pissed if I went to see a Godzilla movie and Godzilla was in it for two minutes. So, like, Godzilla was in like... it for like 15 okay. in like a two and a half hour fucking movie. Yeah. Um. They fucking cock-tease Godzilla the whole movie, and then you get, like, five minutes with him at the end, which the last five minutes of that movie is so cool, 
everything else sucks. And they, they the only character you care about, they kill in like 20 minutes. So. Do they at least like remedy that in Godzilla 2 Electric Boogaloo? King of the Monsters? Yeah. They do. Okay. Um, I just still didn't like it. I th- but a lot of fans like that one more, if yes. I remember, because they're like, this is what we want from Godzilla. Yeah, and, it, and it's like, a ton of Godzilla, and it's a ton of fighting monsters, but I still feel like whenever anything's like starting to get really intense, like it cuts away still. Cause it still I'm going to blame Americans. <laughs> Me too. I feel like like a lot of the Japanese guys, I mean, again, I'm only like really familiar with the super start of Godzilla. Yeah. But like I feel like they were better at keeping tension and stuff. Like I think it, a lot of critics and stuff will notably tell you like the American cut of the original Godzilla is just inferior in basically every way because it messes with pacing terribly. Yeah. Uh, the only American Godzilla that I think they did right and maybe this is going to be controversial. Is, is the cartoon that came out in 1995 <laughs> with Godzilla Jr., his uh, nephew. No. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, I think, is okay. the best of this whole run of Godzilla. Uh, I don't know. If, I guess great. maybe because people did seem to like fight all the monsters. They, people like, really loved that one, honestly. Yeah. And it did really well in the box office. But Godzilla vs. Kong is what I wanted out of a, a Godzilla movie. <laughs> it's just a giant lizard fighting a giant monkey, and then there's some other monsters at some point. And fucking, it's a fist fight for 20 minutes at the end between a giant monkey and a giant lizard. And they smirk at each other and make jokes almost. It's so stupid. <laughs> I love it so much. I don't know. It's the I dumbest feel like thing. if that's yeah. the case, probably a lot of fans. I think a lot of fans know what Godzilla is nowadays. At this ultimately. point, yeah. Yeah, like, like you you have, like, the, I want to say Common Rider Godzilla era, but, like, that's just because it, it came out in the same time. Not that yeah. Common Rider <laughs> fought Godzilla, I don't think, but... No, no, there was Common Rider ex-Godzilla. Okay, there we go. But, yeah. like, well, I know Ultraman did. Did the Common Rider? I'm pretty sure. Mm. I have to but, ask yeah. my Godzilla person. I have a Godzilla friend. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> when you're around that time, like, you know it's cheesy and yeah. fun. Like, there's, like... I fucking love the Godzilla destroy all monsters melee for the GameCube because it just kind of gets that energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this feels like they were like, all right, very first Godzilla. Nobody knows what a Godzilla is. What if we just follow some people? They're not important right. people. They're just some fucking lame ass dudes having a party. Yeah. And what if we just follow them for the night? And that's awesome, it turns out. Yeah, it worked really well. I think. I think what it... What made it work so well is that they're just laymen, basically. Like, yeah. yeah. There's like, nothing particularly interesting about any of these characters. No. Uh, like, I don't think that they're not they're unenjoyable. Like, I no, think they're no. fun to hang out with at the party, like, when you're, like, doing all of that. I mean, I hate T.J. Miller, but, like, <laughs> I think you're kind of supposed to, in a sense. Like, he's yeah. the cringy friend, you know, that can't keep his dick in his pants. Mm-hmm, pretty much, yeah. Um, and he does it well. He does no, do his dick's well. fucking slinging all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, he plays the character well. Um, essentially, just plays himself, if we're being honest. But mm. yeah. Um, oh man, that building blew up. Oh man, my dick fell out of my pants again. Oh Let no! Let me reattach it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that too much for you? I can definitely tell who the ace one is here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, like, uh, I think for me, like, with the whole thing of saying, like, there was enough monster is not so much, like, because I, I do like the whole idea of, like, you don't really see what the monster is for, like, the first half of the film. Mm-hmm. And so you have, like, this unknown of, like, what's destroying the city kind of thing. Like, that's really cool, but it feels like, you know, there's, like, little snippets of monster and then, like, them running around the city of just, like, nothing really happening. And then, moment like, really quick moments of peril. I feel like there wasn't, like, enough stakes for a lot of it and when because like 
that's where the movie really shines is whenever they're running from creatures or whenever chaos is happening. Yeah, but I think if it was always like them running from chaos the whole time, that would kind of get rid of the immersion for me because it's just supposed to be some fucking people trying to get this one person and then get out of there. Yeah, honestly, I think the movie help gets helped by how much downtime there is. I won't say this about a lot of movies. Uh, I think the downtime does really help the pacing of this because, like, it's like I want to say there's basically five parts in this movie of downtime because it's like the party, the strike, the store, the strike. Again, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, it's kind the of the store and then like the pawn strike. shop. Yeah. yeah. Well, like uh, that's basically around the same time. But, yeah. like, the bridge, then the tunnel, then the uh, the ending, I would say, is, like, the main five. Yeah. The meat and potatoes. <laughs> and, like, I think it works because, like, you don't need that much longer than it really is, honestly. Yeah. Like, like this movie's probably the best length it could be. Yeah, like, I feel like if it were too much, if it were even, like, ten minutes longer, I feel like it'd be like, okay, we're, we get yeah, it, good on it with it. up here, come yeah. on. Like, I feel like the fact that it, and, like, how it cuts away to the flashbacks of, like, that one day, I think is honestly kind of genius. I think it works so well, like, trying to figure out what that meant to, um, what's his face? Not Jonah, not James. Rob? Rob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I was mixing up with his brother that I don't remember uh, the name of. Yeah, either. Jason. Jason. Okay. Jason. Jason. Um, yeah, like because you're trying to like figure out because I got really confused at the start too, like because it starts with the original tape. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Um, which gets interrupted, and I was really confused who these characters were. Yeah. Like, what is happening here? Uh, and like I think that's what helps lend again to the immersion of like it's a found footage, like. It wasn't edited. It's just it cuts, and whenever he cuts it out, it's the other footage. When he comes back in, and then it's his footage now. Yeah. Like, I think that's smart, honestly. Um, and it gives you an insight into, like, how close these people were and, like, how mm-hmm. their, their characters were and stuff like that. Right. Um, it's all just, like, very quickly done without having to really say exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's honestly one thing that I did like about this movie is that, like, if you're paying really close attention, you can kind of tell, like, get glimpses and, like, like you have enough to guess on, like, what exactly is going on by the footage that they give you. But there's no, like, exposition dumps. No. Which In fact, because, is, because they know so little, yeah. there's almost no exposition. Yeah. yeah. And what that that's actually what I like about it is that there's no exposition. So, like, just by seeing what's going on around you, you have to piece together yourself, like, what exactly is happening. And that's... Yeah. Part of what made this movie so big even after it came out is people are just like, so what exactly is going on with this? And are trying to like piece it together and people are like going frame by frame in some scenes trying to figure out exactly what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like that's, I, what is, I think it was Kong I watched that I think had the opposite problem, which is why I don't like that Kong movie much where it's always going back to the scientist trying to explain every fucking thing yeah. about Kong. Yeah. yeah that does and happen. it's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's a giant monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and this, so is this give you like, the painful details of the chemicals that we came up with to make this giant monkey. No, it's yeah, giant it's monkey. Like, who cares? Fight like, giant ra- Rampage also fucking same issue. R- Rampage is not as good as Kong Skull. No, no, I'm. I will 100 percent agree with you. On that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just saying, like Rampage has a super similar issue where it tries to fucking explain explain shit. away the giant monsters destroying yeah. the city thing. Yeah, and like <laughs> I think there is a worse draft. I mean, I don't think they would have written this draft, but like there's a worse draft for this where they get to the army people and then it becomes that. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think there, it would be so easy to fall in that trap, and the guys are like, what's going on here? And they're like, the fucking jambalaya soup over here is <laughs> it's spilled in the Coney Island, and that reacted poorly with the cotton candy machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's something. Again, we're in spoilers, yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. want to jump to the end here. Did You didn't see the thing at the end. No, I assume yeah. if you looked in the background while they're on the Ferrisville, you probably saw s- the start of something. You yeah. see something fall from the sky and hit the water. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what you see. Yeah. Okay. It, it's literally a couple of frames of the movie. But uh, that's kind of the whole big thing about it. was, And it took people forever to figure it out because the whole idea of this is uh, was like, what if like after this thing had happened, the government found this footage and this footage became really important to them uh, to study like uh, the origins, like this monster and everything. But like everything that happens in this movie from like, uh, you know, Party's not important, but like, you know, the monster creating destruction around the city, it, it's important, but they already have footage of that. Like, there's news footage of that. Like, there's mm-hmm. other people who survived the incident and probably uploaded online or whatever else uh, that, you know, uh, took footage of this monster. That was probably better than what these people got because they hardly ever saw it throughout most of it. And like, they know about all these other things that happen, but like, there's something about this footage that is important to them that they are, that are, that is not on other footage. And that's what it was, is at the very end, whenever they're on the ferris wheels you see like almost like a meteor hit in the ocean but like yeah. it's only for a couple of frames because it was exact i think it was exactly a month before this happened because they said yeah. it was may 27th and the footage dated back to april 27th yeah um there are two theories behind what fell in the water um, one was just a rock some kid threw <laughs> so if you read through a bunch of the stuff that was on cloverfield.com uh cloverfieldmoviefiles.com i think that's what it was called yeah, sloshy or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, slusho. Slusho? Slusho. Um, yeah, slushy is from Homestar Runner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, slusho is like a J.J. Abrams thing. It's one of his Easter Uh-oh. eggs that he puts in like everything. It's like the pizza van thing with Pixar. Yeah. That and now after Lost, he puts Dharma in everything as well. So there's a Dharma logo at the very beginning if mm-hmm. you pay attention, I which didn't. is very weird, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so he he like put, I think there's even slusho in the Star Wars Episode 7 or something. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, it doesn't not matter. It's not very important, yeah. <laughs> Um. So the two theories are: it was a satellite from the tech company, uh, that was monitoring this thing, and the satellite went down, or it was like keeping the thing at bay because it was like mm-hmm. sending signals down, and that came down, and that's what caused the thing to wake up, or that it was an asteroid and that thing woke up. Yeah, I think it was like on the asteroid. The other thing that the movie again, because there's not really ex- ex- uh, exposition. exposition. So it doesn't explain it, but like a lot of behind the scenes stuff is like, yeah, this is like a baby. Like this is a baby waking up. It hasn't doesn't have any mal malintent for anything. It's literally a baby waking up and it is scared and it doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of the same thing as if like you know you started yelling at a puppy that doesn't know what's going on. It started crashing into things around the living room trying to get away from whatever's yelling at it. Yeah. Like it's not something trying to come down and kill everything and destroy everything. It literally doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, what is the significance of the SpongeBob SquarePants footage that you see in the <laughs> v- the the VCR shop? The the the, the tech well, with her tenacity, we all know that uh, Sandy is the only our squirrel that could actually wrestle that thing down to the ground. That is true. I really hope that Sandy Cheeks shows up in Cloverfield <laughs> too. Uh, I actually, with how much detail went into everything of this movie i wouldn't doubt if it's an episode about something destroying the city or something uh if it it might have been the yeah Alaskan the last worm episode yeah. there you go it was hard to tell 
Because, like, there was two snippets. One was just Sandy talking, and the other was the generic fish anchor. Not the fish anchor, because there's one that's just a realistic fish head, but, like, <laughs> one of the fish anchors just kind of giving a new feel. I would have to, like, relook at that episode. Yeah. yeah. But I would bet. But it's yeah. probably that episode. It was. Yeah, everything that's done in this movie is done super purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, it even has. What's the thing where something happens, but you don't notice it? Subliminal? subliminal. Yeah. It has subliminal images in it as oh, well. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the first things that I saw when it came to like fan theories about what was actually going on is people like finding little subliminal images or like uh like I said um I think one of the original ones cuz like one of the original things was um the messed up statue of liberty and like something smoking in the background they took the mirrored image of the um yeah the mirrored image of the clouds and like put them together and by make mirroring those images together you actually saw the image of the monster. Mhm. Um they also have uh, I have the exact timestamps here of when these show up. <laughs> okay. Um, from King Kong 1933, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms 1953, and Them from 1954. Uh, there is Ants? a single frame. Uh, I think, yeah. Okay. Uh, there is one single frame from each of those movies placed in different parts of the film. It's literally mm. one frame. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, like you, would, you wouldn't see it. Yeah, you wouldn't see it unless you literally went frame by frame from this movie, which people fucking did. And the funny part is I haven't seen any of those anyway, so yeah. it wouldn't work on me. Um, but yeah, that's very weird. Very, very purposeful. Everything about yeah. this is so extremely purposeful that it's insane. Yeah. But because their entire advertising campaign, which is also, again, why they were able to make it so fucking cheap, mm-hmm. was literally just make a website and make some puzzle shit up. And f- luckily for them, they did that before people were really tired of corporations on the internet. Yes, yes. yes. That's like, very true. If that happened nowadays, people would just shit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is going to be the issue if they try to do the sequel in a similar fashion. The thing about this that's so surprising to me is because it was a big studio movie. It was Paramount, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, But they, with their first teaser, like we were talking about earlier, where they just showed a bunch of found footage and then no logos, nothing, no rating or anything like that. Um, the MPAA approved it. They're like, that sounds cool. They <laughs> let them do it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Paramount was also like super pushing for that very viral marketing kind of thing. So they like, yeah, do the whole website, do the ARG, like do the whole thing, like go all in on it. So they were surprisingly supportive of the whole thing. Yeah. And I heard the ARG, like, I don't know all the details of it, but I know it got like super in depth with it. Cause like they'd hide puzzles and like those mm-hmm. puzzles lead to like different websites and those different websites would lead to like real world locations and a, a bunch of other things. Like there's, yeah. I guess there's people who got like these who were part of the ARG who got some memorabilia for the things that were actually other clues of what the movie was supposed to be about. Yeah. You would, if you were part of the ARG enough to solve where to buy a thing, uh, I think it was like a slusho shirt. Yeah. They would also send fake news clippings of certain events and stuff around the world. And then like, some people got like a name badge from the company that was like, that's where like the whole satellite falling down theory came from yeah. is because of all of the ARG stuff. Mm. Um, it's just cool. Yeah. Like, it, imagine it, finding that, but you can't afford the t shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just insane how they just let them do it. Yeah. Honestly, for this like very big thing. I mean, like, early internet. There were a lot of really experimental kinds of stuff like that. But there was a band who, like, did a bunch of subliminal things with kind of an R. Probably Nine Inch Nails. Maybe. 
Yeah, I know they did like a lot of ARG stuff with their Year Zero album. Yeah, it might have been that. And like, I think in general, a lot of we're trying to get on that kind of craze because like the people who were on the internet back then were huge nerds, (laughs) quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Even early MySpace, you still like people weren't always on the internet like they are now. No, very much not. Uh, MySpace, I think you owe a lot of like, well, I don't think you because of MySpace, you owe a lot of what social media is to MySpace. Yeah. yeah. And the ideas that came from that. Like MySpace led to Facebook, which led to Twumber, which led to Twitter and like this whole yeah. thing. And you progressively see how it gets dumber and dumber. <laughs> yeah. Worse and worse. Yeah. It just slowly from MySpace onwards turned to uh, corporate dystopian hellscape, basically. Yeah, well, Tom just takes vacations every single week and takes pictures of shit. Hey, he fucking sold that shit. Yeah, he did it, man. Like, Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. I would have sold that, too, like, yeah. honestly. He never has to do anything for the rest of his life, and neither do his kids. So, yeah. so. I mean, also, to be fair, like, the people who created my, uh, created YouTube uh, originally created it to or as a dating site. There's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, that's the part that impresses me the most with this, is, like, mm-hmm. I don't think this movie would have been as much of a sensation as it was. If they had a normal, like, here's our trailer for a movie kind of thing. Yeah, I think it would have been harder. Because, like, even a lot of times it is, like, the mystique of something that really helps. Like, um, I talk about The Binding of Isaac a lot, but during the release of the third DLC, they just did an ARG to find the new character that was in the game. That's awesome. And, like, it was a similar one where, like, it was a lot of online, but also you'd there was a point where people just had to go to a location and dig up and find a little figure of a character. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, uh, another game that's actually really popular for doing that are the Trials games, like the Trials Rising. Trials like, of Mana. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, like, you know, like those uh, 2.5D, I guess, like motorcycle riding games. Those like, have ride marks in them? Yeah. Those have, cool. like, some of the most, uh, those have some of the craziest Easter eggs I've ever heard of anything. Like, there's one Easter egg where, like, people had to find these keys all around the world. And, like, so far, four of the five keys have been found, and it's supposed to open up a box that they're going to put at the, bo- or at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower at 2105. Like, the year 2105. Like, and I guess, alive. like, the, <laughs> the owner of the game has actually, like, set forth a thing. Like, he's going to, like, make sure... That- he discovered immortality. <laughs> no, like, he's going to, like, make sure his grandchildren, like, come and bring this box to them in, in what the year they 2105. What do they forget? Because <laughs> like, like, dad was like really adamant about doing this. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> that is possible, but yeah, like, it's supposed I mean, to be like I, a multi generational Easter egg, basically. I love that a motorcycle game is the one that has this like in depth. Yeah, and like it, it has like these crazy in depth Easter eggs that are hard to find and like yeah. even harder to solve and all, a bunch of stuff like that. Because like, Vita Vice makes sense if you know the game. Like, it's about like weird cryptic yeah. stuff and like religion and stuff, so it makes sense. But just like. Hey, you know that fun motorcycle game? <laughs> yeah, it had this weird Easter egg that like dropped me in this room and is playing these light signals and apparently had to use a spectrograph to figure out exactly what's going on with it. Yeah, and then it played like a brown note and I shat my pants immediately. <laughs> and then I look in my shit and find the note that they yeah. made with it. <laughs> Which is weird because apparently I ate a note at some point throughout the day and I just didn't know. Yeah, I think they might have the keys to my house. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should change your locks if you're reading this. And then, like, it just says, deleted by moderator. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, like, I think another thing that helps this movie so much is that going into it really not knowing anything. Hello. Hi. Is the best way to do it because there's just, like, a party and stuff going on. You know something's going to happen. Yeah. But then, like, it starts happening. You're like, oh, shit. 
Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, I I yeah. had an oh shit moment. Drive watched me. Um, yeah, I'll sure I'll talk about. It. So I'm not like in love with the actual creature design. I do love the little creature mite things. Yeah, yeah. I think those have a really interesting design, and like the just concept of them is so fucked up. It works even though it's such a simple thing. Like if they bite you, you basically your fucking head explodes. You explode. No. It's not even your head. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it during that hospital scene, wherever like there are, yeah, the army triage sh- scene. Yeah, and they go behind uh, the thing. Well, yeah, they go behind the thing. But if you notice, like at one point in time, one of the people that was on a stretcher had their chest exploded out. I saw that. I thought it was unrelated. Honestly, nope, nope. That's the that's, that's, the whole not, that's what happens when you get a bite. It just yeah. explodes everything out of your chest. And we don't. From how they react, I assume that it hosts an egg when it does that. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I mean, like. In general, you should probably get an exploding person away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know those. if I technically, if I really believe that. But it, if you notice, like the egg, people but... who were carrying her away to like that off, like away from everybody else, uh, they were in like full hazard suits, and they both had weapons on them. Yeah, I mean, they have to have weapons. At you this have point. to have weapons anyways. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, the fact that uh, like all is... of them had weapons, but none, not all of them were wearing full full-on biohazard suits like that. Right, but, like, blood is blood, and they don't know what's all the stuff, so regardless, I think they would need hazard suits. Yeah, but it kind of, like, yeah. it it adds the mystery of, like, what exactly happens. Like, is the, like is there some kind of parasite that's inside of her chest that bursts out, like, yeah. alien style? That's something that's never is been it just Yeah, it, is it, like, you know, just something like the gases uh, from their breath or something don't go with human bodies, and it causes your insides to explode yeah. out? Like, Nobody knows, like, but that's part of the fun of this movie is yeah, that like, <laughs> there's no exposition, so you never really get an answer of like what exactly is going on or what like what makes this work. Why does this happen? Blah 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 yeah. blah. Again, it's just like it's such a simple thing. Like you get bit, you fucking explode. Yeah, but like it works so well, and I think what makes it work so well is they just don't actually show it. Yeah, it's behind a screen. Yeah, yeah. And like they get away with it because of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. There's not a lot of movies that get away with the PG-13 rating with chest explosions, but this is goddamn one of them. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think this should be PG-13, anyways. Like after watching, they it, probably had honestly. to fight to get it to PG-13. Like, but like before that, this character is bleeding out of a lot of her orifices, like actively. Yeah, yeah. like her <laughs> eyes bleeding and like her nose is bleeding. And she's like, I'm not sure. Oh that man, because so like, yeah, that was the whole thing about that scene. Is like. They like she's fine, and then they turn around, and she's like bleeding out of her eyes and her mouth. She just says, "I don't feel good." And then you just hear someone yell, "We got a bite!" And then chaos erupts. And that's what I love about that scene is like there's so much happening, and like you could probably go into detail frame by frame of like that entire scene of like trying to figure out exactly what the fuck is happening, and you'll never get an answer. One thing that I like about this, like on a practical movie making standpoint, is that like I thought all the blood and stuff coming out of her eyes was CG. It is not. They put these little goo eye drops in her eye that she had to blink out and make actually like drip down her face. Oh my gosh. And it was apparently one of the most fucking painful things. Ow, literally God. goo in your eyeball. Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. But yeah, that that was a practical effect. And yeah. like yeah, just the chaos in this scene is like you don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah. Because all yeah. these people who were like, these are the people that are gonna save us, like they're all like Gotta get out of here. It's just fucked. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> start in with them saying if anyone knows they haven't told us. Yeah. Like very, very like anti monster, most monster movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like it's, you get to the safe haven and everyone's panicked. Yeah. Nobody knows what to do. It's great. Um, <laughs> which uh, makes it like. So here's the thing I love okay. this movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think the Cloverfield universe is a really fun, great idea. I'm sure there's a universe. <laughs> there, there is. Um, 
I like 10 Cloverfield Lane a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember my mother liked that one until the end. Yes, yes, she did. That's very funny, actually. Uh, <laughs> I do not like Cloverfield Paradox, which is technically a lot closer connected to this movie than 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. It's, I don't know why J.J. Abrams is doing it this way. Because like, I get he wants it to be like this weird universe of like just everything's connected by Cloverfield and whatnot, but like, it's not working. <laughs> you know what I would want? And it sounds kind of like this is the point of 10 Cloverfield Lane. I just want this same event from a bunch of different perspectives. Yeah. No. 10 well, Cloverfield Lane isn't? No. Technically really, not. No. Okay. It. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, anything. we might watch it eventually. It, for Cloverfield yeah, 2, ten, that's what I want. Give I, me some other random schmoes that yeah. had a different idea of what to do. Yeah. Like, yeah I was going to say, 10 Cloverfield Lane is honestly, in my opinion, like a little bit better than this movie, but for way different reasons. Very different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it has mm. to do with the fact that John Goodman is just one hell of an actor, but... He's so good. Yeah. He's so fucking good. Right? Um, but yeah, there's things like... Here's the thing with Cloverfield that we talked about. Like, he, he literally just takes... I think I mentioned this before in the preamble. Takes a movie and then just does a week of reshoots to add it into the Cloverfield universe. That's kind of um, lame. That's what he yeah. did with 10 Cloverfield Lane. It was a completely different ending mm. until he's like, what if I give you a bunch of money and you just rename it? Release the Schneider Cut of Cloverfield Lane. It, it doesn't exist. It was never... It was <laughs> Technically, the Schneider Cut of that is if you cut the last 10 minutes out. Basically, actually, <laughs> yes. Um, Cloverfield Paradox was just a sci-fi horror movie in space. And then James was like, what if, what if I give you way more money and then you just change the name? Uh, and like have two weeks of reshoots. Yeah. Right. Uh, the same thing was going to happen with Overlord, which is the World War II zombie movie. Yeah. And I feel like that one wouldn't work as a Cloverfield thing like that. If they, like, renamed it to Wolfenstein, it would work perfectly still. But, yes. like, it wouldn't work. <laughs> but because of that reason, it would not work as a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, they would. There's, they were going to do reshoots, and then at the last minute, like, literally a week before reshoots are about to start, it was like, no, let's just make it its own thing. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay, fine. Also, Whatever. Robbie, you're going to be very disappointed when the next Wolfenstein comes out, and in the ending, you see the monster from <laughs> Cloverfield. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> um, But yeah, I honestly like this movie a lot. Yeah, I it works in a lot of ways. Um, I, We haven't talked about the characters much, because no. there's not a whole well, lot, Yeah, there's too, not exactly like, a whole lot. I, I, think... I guess we can, since we're in spoiler territory, we can talk about like what we hated so much about T.J. Miller. I mean, he's just... Like, I, I explained already what I hate about him. He's just, like, like really cringy and can't keep his dick in his pants. <laughs> like, that's my issues with that character. For me, it's because he can't, like, the scenes that Dry says wherever it gives you some breathing room, he can't sit still during those scenes, and that's what bugs me about it, is, like, it's a scene where everybody's, like, trying to process what just happened, and then T.J. Miller puts a camera up in their face and goes, Oh, oh, man, did, did you see that? Man, that was crazy, wasn't it? What'd you think about that? Man, wasn't that really crazy? Yeah, hey, can... hey, I'm over here. What'd you think about that? That was really crazy, wasn't it? I kind of chalk that just into my general. He's cringy, honestly. <laughs> I mean, but like, it, was it is of like a... an it, it it's annoying. Yeah, and honestly, it kind of is just a problem with found footage movies. Is they can't just let a scene breathe. They have to have something happening, even if it's somebody that's like poking someone in the forehead, going, "Hey, hey, what do you think about what just happened?" Yeah, hey. I think it's weird because there actually is a really good scene with him. I think that works so well because it's so quiet and it's the one time he shuts up which is in the tunnel after they get the call 
after they get the call. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, yeah, they're all just sitting there. Like, yeah. and it's just quiet, and he's like, oh, I feel like I should say something, but I don't know what to say. Yeah, like, and, like yeah. that Sir. worked, but, like, and, like, that worked, because that felt very in character, but then when the next scene is him just saying everything that comes to his mind, it feels kind of odd. Yeah, yeah, which was a lot of him just saying anything that comes to his mind, because there was quite a bit of improv in this, mm-hmm. as is... That's uh, why the characters were so annoyed at him in the entire movie. <laughs> well, like, that's that's a very normal found footage thing because they want it to be as natural as possible. Yeah. So there's a, for most found footage movies, there's actually a really long casting process because they're just trying to find people that they like as people. And they're basically like, hey, be you. Uh, and then that's it. Yeah. Uh, and like, cause like, sometimes it works, like, sometimes it doesn't. Because there's like very specific scripted things that have to happen, they have to say. Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, all right, just do some stuff until you get to your line. And that's a, a lot of what this movie was. Yeah. It like, I don't know, it, it, like, it works for the whole story. Like, I feel like these are friends and like, he's yeah. just a friend who can't shut up. Yeah. Like, it, I never questioned whether or not any of them were friends, which yeah, I think yeah. is. Well, other than the one that's. Not obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and the, I guess speaking of her, I really warmed up to her. I don't. Remember, it was like Mackenzie, Melanie, Melanie. I think her I name think. was. Um, pulling up the phone. Like she's just kind of there because she felt obligated to go, even yeah. though she didn't really know uh the main guy, and like just gets roped into this. Marlena. 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 That's a yeah. weird name. Um. <laughs> uh. It just, like, it's really interesting, especially because since she's not a friend, she just, like, will say anything. Yeah, like, she doesn't care. She's like, you're being a fucking idiot, basically. Yeah, like, again, my favorite thing is, like, in when they're just walking around along the tracks, and <laughs> TJ Miller's just <laughs> fucking saying, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, like, an alien that's blue here. She's like, what, like, Superman? And he's like, you know Superman? It's, like, such a... St- yeah. It's such a, like, <laughs> idiot online meeting a girl yeah. thing like 100% where it's like yeah fucking my grandmother knows who superman is of course <laughs> like i just love it she's like what you know superman oh my god do you know garfield yeah it's such like, really it's such a, i love that it cuts right after that too yeah it's he's great. like oh fuck this <laughs> yeah like but like it's such a great thing to have a character i think that you need a character like that to really help the pacing yeah, yeah. and like it's an interesting thing, too, where, like, later he's like, oh, I'm really glad you came. And she's like, what, you think I would just leave someone in that situation? Yeah, and he's like, like, oh, right, I don't know anything about you. Like, it's, <laughs> well, like, I just like it because it's one of those things where, like, I feel like in a lot of movies they try to give people, like, these grandiose reasons to do that stuff. Right. When it's like, yeah, this is, like, a shitty situation and it makes sense in this context. Like, I don't want to just leave three people to die. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like I love it. I don't know because I, it's one of my pet peeves watching a lot of movies, especially newer ones, and honestly, especially remakes where like you can't just have someone like do a thing. Like they have to have some reason to really do it instead of just being like, "I'm a good person." I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like I don't. Know, it's just one of those things where I think. Well, it's it's really ultimately just show don't tell. Like yeah. You don't have to tell me this character is a good person because they want to do good things. Just like, yeah, a normal human being would like save a child most times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't I have mean, to like tell him like, man, when I was eight years old, I lost my kid brother to a bear. 
And like ever since that, I have been training my whole life to fight bears. And once I saw this two-year-old child about to be mauled by a bear, I knew I had to step in and do kung fu. <laughs> you joke, but like that's kind of what happens in a lot of these movies. Yeah. It's like, no, you jumped in because you saw a child about to die. Like it's a reasonable thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a found footage movie. Ultimately, yeah. found footage movies are flawed. Well, I wouldn't say that, but okay. Uh, flawed. <laughs> no, they're no, very simple because it is just yeah. camera, watch the events of this thing happen from their perspective, and that's yeah. basically yeah. it. And like, it is one of those things where I'm like, why do you why do you still have the camera <laughs> sometimes? Yes. Yeah. Especially like, uh, we're spoiling anyway. Like the the climax, he. The character HUD drops the camera and decides to go back for it instead of helping his best friend, yeah, who is like can't walk basically at this point. Yep, and it's obviously because they wanted the cool shot of it the monster like fucking chomping him in half. Literally, that's why they did it. But like, it's such a dumb, like, come on, you're this is your best friend. You're gonna tell me you wouldn't fucking just let a camera go for your best friend, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they. I think it was something like day of J.J. Abrams was on set that day. And he's like, what if we have him do this? I'm like, that's why HUD died right there. Because they wanted that. Because J.J. Abrams specifically wanted that shot of seeing the monster. I don't know. Like, it yeah. just feels weak. It and does. Like, I think the ending is pretty weak. Yeah. I. There are, like, two points I think I wanted it to end. Uh, One's right after the helicopter crash. Though that might be a little too much for most audiences. I think that would be, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one I think would be a cool ending is when, like, they're leaving if you just drop the camera and you just see them going out of frame. That would have been good, Hell, maybe even, like, you see the monster after that, too. Like, you're like, they're not gonna make it. There's nowhere to go. But they're there. Yeah, I think that would have been a better ending than we got, actually. Yeah. Um. Of course, you wouldn't have the actual exposition dump at the end where, like, okay, today is... March 28th, 2014, and the six years in the future for some reason. Uh, like, yeah, where it's like, uh, everything, this happened, this happened, this happened. Uh, I love you. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the weird shot of, like, cameras or rocks falling on clearly a plane in front of the camera. Yeah. It looks weird. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what they have to do to try to keep the camera safe. So, like, it's... I know. It just, like... But you can, yeah, you can definitely tell there's a... Uh, plexiglass sitting in front yeah, of the camera. That's kind of the issue. It's, it's actually very funny how that they went with that because they had a whole thing of like dropping the camera and seeing a bunch of bricks fall on them, mm-hmm. and then the fact that there's like don't don't show any of that because yeah. watching behind the scenes of like it was really like bad looking. It was corny. Like we were dropping <laughs> foam bricks on them and they were just bouncing off their heads. Like it didn't look good. <laughs> so they just <laughs> did that to solve it. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just have the camera like fall out of frame or yeah, something? That's what I they don't. Did. Uh, um, I don't know, like, yeah, that that's kind of the weakest part, and I think it's because they wanted to, like, kind of... That feels like they're like, all right, audience, here's some idea of what happened. Come yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Like, it also does know. the very, very found footage thing of it has to end without hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because every found footage movie has to end without hope for some reason. Honestly, I blame the Blair Witch Project for that, of, like, Me everybody too. dies, and, like, there's no hope at the very end of it, but... Uh, I guess... Maybe it's the cynic in me. I do kind of like when a movie just is hopeless at the end sometimes. I think you'll like, really like the found footage genre then. N- probably not. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot like, of other jank that happens with it, that. It obviously depends on the movie. Like, this works really well without hope, I think, because, like, ultimately, what are they going to do? Yeah. They're I mean, just 
it works here because, like you said, they're just people. Yeah. So, like, yeah, what are they going to fucking do? They're going to fucking grab a gun and shoot it at the monster, and now the monster is, imper- is imper- no longer impervious to bullets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing to do. So, like, hopelessness makes sense here. It absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I mean, like, this is why I kind of wish it ended earlier, just, like, them walking out of frame, and then you just know there's nothing they can do. Yeah. Yeah, especially with, because after the, or whenever the plane or helicopter crashes i should say Mm -hmm. uh you can hear them saying like over the intercom which is like you have to be listening to it nor to actually hear it but wherever they say the uh the carpet bombing didn't work we're gonna have to go with the uh what was it the hammer drop is what they called it yeah and which basically means they're gonna nuke the entire city yeah so like even if they're walking off a frame it's like you said there's nothing they can do they're about to get nuked and like there's there it's just hopeless yeah Yeah. so like i don't know like it's not the worst ending like it, I definitely think if they tried to like do the fucking heroic ending, it would have been so much worse. It would have been way worse, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. like, it it just felt a little not I, subtle yeah. enough of an ending. I mean, I don't know. to be fair, I think the only reason I could think of why that ending does work is because the whole idea is like you know the military found this camera afterwards, and if it was sitting in the middle of a field after a nuke went off, there's no way the camera would have survived. But if it was yeah. like, under <laughs> but if rock, it was, it was hit uh, by multiple giant rocks. Also, in the fallout of a nuclear bomb, yeah, they could find it. They could possibly find it. <laughs> like, I mean, even if the camera is destroyed, though, too, like with underneath all that rubble, like it says at the very beginning of the movie, it was uh, footage pulled off of an SD card, which is also kind of a continuity error because they say mm-hmm. there's a tape inside of it. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's a tape, but the tape has an SD card slot in it to give it. <laughs> there more were space. those actually. Yeah. It's very weird technology. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 2007 is like a weird in-between era when it comes to technology. I mean, we were like trying to figure out what we wanted to do with TVs. Of course, yeah. we were like, like we were like, wait, what if we make TVs wider instead of just bigger? <laughs> You're going crazy. Give me the Coke. Yeah. <laughs> You've had enough. In 2008. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just assume every businessman does Coke. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, like... If if your weakest part is that an ending was just okay though, you're pretty you're pr- yeah. sitting pretty well yeah. as a movie. Yeah. I think that leads us into final thoughts. Sure. Sure. E. Hello. Final thoughts. Um Yeah, this one works really well. I think the pacing is what makes this movie work as great as I think it does work. Mm-hmm. Going in completely blind, this movie was very, very refreshing, honestly. Especially being horror-ish kind of not really um mm-hmm. i i was like i never felt worried that there was just gonna be a dumb jump scare which is always my worry especially with movies in this era right and it never even had one anyways like the every every scare if you were scared by it i guess was like built up perfectly like the tunnel scene is one of the best build-ups so yeah. good like it just starts there's a bunch of mice rats running through and like uniformly down the tracks and you're yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> and like it's so dark and they're like what can we just turn on night vision how here let me do it and then like just you just see it come out of the corner yeah. basically yeah, yeah like, they did so that scene good. really well it works perfectly yeah so like that that exemplifies what is so great about this and Dry is right. It's like Godzilla if you followed a random person instead. Yeah. And it great. works. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm kind of disappointed from how the extended universe apparently works. I really just want this event from different perspectives. I mean, give me someone who wanted to go guns blazing. <laughs> like, it's five minutes long, but it would. <laughs> 
like I mean, I also, know. like, if there was, because of what Dry said at, like, the very end of the credits, I guess if you play it backwards, you can hear someone say, it's still alive. Mm-hmm. So it could even be, like, further incidences that happen. Like, it say, it, like, even though they carpet bomb, like, it's, somebody ends up finding out, like, man, they bombed Manhattan. How crazy is that? And then it ends up or coming to their town or, like, so on and so forth. So, like, further on Maybe. incidences of this. And, like, they still have no idea what's going on, but it's just, you know, it's, they're being attacked by Godzilla. The second one is in production. It's been in production for a very years. long time, honestly, because they they've changed what their idea of what it is multiple times. Yeah. I don't. They actually wanted to cross over with Godzilla. That would have been awesome. <laughs> that would uh, be terrible. <laughs> they actually sort of did with the first of the newer Godzillas, because oh, the monster in that looks like the Cloverfield monster. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know what they'll do with the second one, honestly, yeah. if they ever do it. I mean, oh. that is one thing I did like about this one, though, because like I said, there's no exposition depths, but it felt like everybody behind the scenes knew exactly what was going on. But they're like, but we don't have to tell the audience. Like, yeah, yeah, it, you don't I don't need to know any more than that's here, honestly. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not like one of those people who will start theorizing about media often. So like I, I'm like perfectly content being left where I am. Yeah. And but it's great. Like. I needed a movie like this, honestly. Like, <laughs> I this is honestly, it's been eye opening. This weird horror uh thing we've been going through, mm-hmm. where I learned that horror movie isn't just jump scares, like in two thousand eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very just a early two thousands thing. It, you like that was Paranormal Activity that made that an issue, or was it Blair Witch? I mean, no. jump scares have just been around since the seventies. Well, yeah, but like where it became the like cheap this jump is horror that kind of. I would say like 2005 to 2012 was known for like cheap jump scares and it was kind of a very disrespected genre between that time. Mm-hmm. It was dead for a while actually because of yeah. that. But um yeah, like this was this is a I hesitate to call it horror. I would probably just call it a thriller yeah, if I would anything. Yeah, a thriller honestly. Um but like this is really good. Uh Knowing nothing about it, I apparently thought this was the second movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess compared to the ARG, it is the second movie, but... Yeah, but, like, I, I definitely really enjoyed it. If anyone hasn't seen it like I have, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I will go with, like, an... I will go with an 8 out of 10 from nice. this one. Yeah. Nice. Robbie. So, once again, I still do like this movie. I still say it's one of the best found footage movies ever made. Um, especially considering it's so different from a lot of other found footage movies. Uh, I would say for being 2008, the CGI was like spectacular back then. And even by today's standards, it's still good. Like Maybe. I won't get to say it's great, but Maybe. it's good. <laughs> it, if they fix the floatiness issues, which yeah. could be remedied by just not showing the monster as much. Mm-hmm. Cause like the main thing that really like stuck out to me was the carpet bombing scene. Yeah. When the monster like weirdly flaps its thing into a building and the building just shatters yeah like i don't know but other than that like i said i i feel like it's still good cgi like it, like so back then like in 2008 it was like top of the line if if this was like an indie game i probably would have been like yeah that was pretty good yeah <laughs> but anyways my opinion yeah uh like i said the, there are always issues with found footage movies like i was like i said i wasn't too crazy about tj miller like he didn't let scenes breathe, which is why I say, like, that's why the monster scenes stick out so much more to me is because, like, it almost ruins a lot of the in-between scenes with him just, like, there are a couple times wherever, like, it does make sense. Like you said, wherever he had to, you know, wherever Rob has to explain to his mom 
that his brother's dead and then he has a moment where he like has just a second to grieve his loss and then him saying like maybe i should say something to him because like i don't know what to say but i feel like i have to say something like that makes sense but like him just kind of walking up every five minutes like oh man that was crazy man like, did you see that? That was weird. Like, doing stuff like that all the time. Hey, you want kind to have of... sex with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my dick fell out of my pants again. Got to reattach it. <laughs> uh, but other than that, like, all in all, it's great. And like I said, I, I love the fact that there's no exposition dump, and it, like, kind of lets you piece together yourself what exactly is going on. When I first watched it, like, I was eight, like 17, 18 years old, I was just like... <laughs> I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of had that moment of, like, Man, they didn't explain enough for this movie, but like, as an uh, older, more mature adult, I think I appreciate it a lot more. Um, I think I agree with E on this one. It, it's an eight out of ten. Like, despite its small flaws, it's still a great movie. All right. Um. Yeah, I love this movie. I think it is. It, I it's competing for best found footage for me with another one, which I saw very recently, actually. Um, the Scooby Doo Project. No, that, oh man, a found footage Scooby Doo movie would be so cool. There is one. It's what the Scooby Doo project? That's a thing. I'm gonna bring it to you. Oh man, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it as one of these shorts. That sounds so good. I should have put it in the horror, but I thought you would have seen it. I have not. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> lower your expectations, quite aw. frankly. But <laughs> I have a question. I may have seen it. Is it like that weird, like Blair? It was Witch on mixed... Adult Swim. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. So don't okay. don't say too much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, like it. I think it's just about the best you can do with found footage. Uh, I love it, and I think that the a lot of this probably has to do with like my opinions of like the ARG and like the stuff they do with social media and stuff at the time of like just building out this world that exists with it. Uh, it's just super fun. Like it, yeah. It feels like anything is possible with the Cloverfield world because of it. And they uh, decided to just take other movies and, and jam it into there. Decided to fuck it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly love it. Uh, I think it's a nine. I think it's a nine. There are, there are some flaws for sure, and there's some stuff I don't like, but I cannot deny how much I just enjoy this movie. It's nice, just really nice. fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was that. Yeah. It's Cloverfield, 2008. Uh, Cloverfield, 1984. Because I just bet that if there was a, you know, the, the sequel to Cloverfield is probably not going to be Cloverfield 2. It's going to be like Cloverfield Experiment or something, probably. I don't know. Cloverfield, or f- and then it's like reversing. It's like, deal of it. <laughs> <laughs> Still alive. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. E, if people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? Uh, the easiest way to do that is through our link tree. Mm-hmm. It gives you a link to all our social medias, listen medias, and other medias that exist that are other. Yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you media. can get to that through the URL L-I-N-K- <laughs> T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Good. <laughs> L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Got your Twitter or Instagram or uh, Roblox, all of it. Yeah. There's so many our Roblox. Twitch, if our Twitch isn't there, it will be shortly after Dryer hears this. <laughs> Is it on there? I don't remember. No. No, it's not. It's not active yet. Don't don't yeah, look for not... any don't look for any vods. There's but nothing there, but you, you can see it. <laughs> Work in progress. All yeah, right. we'll get there. Well, hey, the Robmeister two thousand <laughs> Wicka Wicka is out of here. <laughs> so, if you're out and about, make sure to be uh safe, make sure to be kind to one another. And whether this is the first time you listen to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. 
Thank you so much. Uh, be safe out there, everybody. It is crazy, crazy fucking times. I feel like yeah. I've said that since our first fucking episode at this point. Yeah, it is probably the fifth Seems like the life-altering just... event that we've all lived through. I think it's the fifth life-altering event since this podcast started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody be safe out there. Hug your loved ones. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.